Hope you guys are having a good day, a good night, good morning, wherever and whenever it is you listen to this fucking podcast. Before we get today's podcast started, I want to tell you guys a little something. If you're going to get your fucking hair done, you need to get your fucking eyebrows, eyelashes, whatever it is you fucking need to get done, you need to get that fucking pussy wax so you can be eaten the right way. Instead of just some fucking hairball down some dude's throat. Or some lady's throat. I don't fucking know. You need to head on down to Hair Studio 151. Located on Petranco Road and Highway 151. Head out there. They got the most reasonable prices. The best. You know what? The best fucking service. It's a. It's a. I mean. You you should read the reviews on Google. It is a fucking 5 out of 5 rating. Fucking fantastic place. It is the best place you can go. The most affordable, the best services you got in town, ladies and gentlemen. So if you need to get your shit done, that's where you need to go. Men, ladies, transies, whatever, trans, I don't know whatever the fuck you are. You need to head out there, get your shit done, get it taken care of, all right? And see any of the ladies there, and they'll get you all squared away. Let's go ahead and start this fucking podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So today's podcast, we're going to be talking to Larry Garza, a San Antonio comedian that's been in the game for a while. He just, uh, he didn't just shoot this special, but he just released it on YouTube for free about a week ago, and it's called uh, Big Mama God and the Hazel-Eyed Monster. You got to look it up. It is fucking great. It's tremendous. It's a great representation of uh, stand-up comedy here in San Antonio, Texas, South Texas. I mean, just fucking comedy in general. You got to fucking watch this thing. It's fucking great. <clears throat> so, and we all know that you're just at home not doing shit right now. So give it a fucking look. Give it a fucking look. Tell, you know what I mean? Just like go on there, you know, dial into the podcast, you know, leave me some messages of what you think about it. Or just, you can leave me any fantasies you got. I don't give a fuck. You just, just hit me up. All right. If you want to hit me up, you want to hit me up at bobbymaccomedy at gmail.com. That's bobbymaccomedy at gmail.com. And we can answer all your questions, your fantasies, desires, mm, whatever it is the fuck you want to talk about. So we're going to get Larry on the phone here in a little bit, and um, we're going to go from there, okay? Um, And just a little heads up to let you guys know um, that the audio will be a little, it's, it's, the audio is going to be a little bit lower uh, from the phone call just because of just, you know, shit going on with like, uh, just, you know, like with the connections and stuff like that. So the audio is going to be a little low. So you might want to turn your fucking volume up. You want to hear it, you know, crystal clear. Uh, I just want to give, um, just a heads up for that. Just don't think that it's, you know, just some shitty recording. It's, it's, you know, there, there were some technical issues, but, um, but that's a little heads up. The audio is going to be a little low. So make sure you turn up. You want to hear everything, but, um, we're going to get him on here on the phone here shortly. So you guys stay tuned. 
Don't go anywhere. We're going to get this all fucking squared away and going, ladies and gentlemen. All right, everybody, welcome back. This is your man, Bobby Mack, and I have on the phone with me right now, I have Larry Garza, and you can see Larry Garza do his special, uh, Big Mama God and the Hazel-Eyed Monster on YouTube, and it's guess what, ladies and gentlemen, it's fucking free, which is the best, which right now, of course, we know we're all at home, we're not making any fucking money, so this is where it's at. What's going on, Larry? How you doing, man? Hey, Bobby, thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Thank you for the plug. For this special that really means a lot. Oh yeah, man, for sure. Yeah, like I said, you know, when I saw it, I was like, dude, you know what? And I, I even mentioned it in the comments uh, on Facebook. I said, uh, that was one of the best reviews I've ever gotten. Oh <laughs> shit, because dude, I don't know, dude, I am not a fucking critic at all, but I can tell you that I think that 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 special that was put out. I mean, even if you don't call it a special, just that. I mean. I mean, you know, you know what I mean, but like just that, just you doing stand up. I think that was a great representation of comedy in San Antonio, you know, slash Texas, South Texas, however you want to put it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a proud Texas comic. You know, I, you know, I'm proud to say I'm from San Antonio. A lot of people, you know, shy away from that once they, you know, move away. Um, but I, I am a proud Texas comic. You know, I can't. Texas is so big, you know, I've, told, I've, I've done shows from Brownsville all the way up to Paris, Texas, from El Paso all the way to Beaumont, so it's like, and everywhere in between, so yeah. when you take that span of land and move it to, let's say, the Midwest, I'd be considered like a national touring comic. <laughs> yeah, for, I mean, really, so right? Big. Yeah, and so uh, I'm proud of it, I have good reputations in, in the major cities uh, uh, here in Texas, and uh uh, when I made that special, yeah, it was it was for Texas, and I'm a big Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan, so I was wearing my Chainsaw shirt for my special. I'm like, this is gonna be my special. Yeah, I'm gonna make it my way, and that's why the intro was uh, like the intro of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. And the voice was a Dallas comic. Uh, his name's Aaron Ariemper. Uh-huh. He's hilarious, and he's a really good cartoonist and an amazing voice actor, obviously. Yeah, dude, that was you know what? And then like when I when I saw the intro. I was like, God damn it, dude. Like, <laughs> because, I mean, I like, I mean, like, I mean, me as well. Like, I'm a huge Texas Chainsaw fan. You know, I, I oh my God, dude. And like, I, I named my son Gunner. Oh, he's, he's, God damn it. So, <laughs> so my son, his name's Jameson. We named him after booze. But anyway, so like, <laughs> everyone, everyone has their passion. Yeah, you know, I mean, what are you going to do, right? But no, man, but when I saw that and I was like, you got to be, sh-. like, it was, it, it was funny because, like, I had a moment of, like, like, it made me so, like, happy to see, like, just to see that. But then at the same time, I was, like, jealous at the same time. I was just like, God <laughs> damn it. I was like, dude, now I can never fucking use that because Larry Garza. <laughs> I'm like, well, no, because it's. Because they'd be like, "Man, you're just trying to copy Larry Garza." I said, "God damn it, dude, whatever." But anyway, but I, I was, but I was copying the Chainsaw Massacre. Like, <laughs> what's What's funny is there's a there is a comic. I don't know where he's from, but he, his album is called Texas Microphone Massacre or some shit like that. So, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm just I uh, I was diagnosed with uh, stage four kidney cancer in 2016. Okay, and uh, th- this is something you know how. All comics have that dream to like. I want to record a special, yeah. blah blah blah. But every, everyone prevents 
themselves from doing it because they're like, I want to do it right. I want to do it in the theater. You know, all this I'm not ready shit. And then when when the diagnosis came and my first surgery was scheduled like within weeks of my diagnosis, you know, I was like, oh shit, we need this get we need to get this done this weekend. Yeah. So, um, I have background in the in the film community here, and you know, I have uh, I've made a lot of friends. You know, um, I've been in a sketch troupe called Comedia Agogo since 2002, and we've been doing, you know, films since then. And so we just uh, gathered all our resources, called in favors, and uh, made it happen. And thanks to Scott Langford, who's an amazing filmmaker, uh, Hector Bojoroquez, it's hard to pronounce his name, uh, Brian Ortiz, Grant Bumpers are amazing filmmakers. Um, my partner, Jess Castro, at Comedia Gogo, he edited the film. And then uh, the girls from, uh, uh, the owners, I should say, from the Bang Bang Bar, uh, who are also in uh, the band's Girl in the Coma and Faya, they you know, said, hey, use our place on a Sunday. And we packed it. And it's uh, we bottled we bottled lightning, man. Yeah, it's, you know what? Really lucky. Dude, it was. I mean, like, like it was just fucking amazing. And 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 again, like, not not to so much repeat myself, but like, I said on the comments uh, that that I left on Facebook that like it looks like something that you would see on Netflix. You know what I mean? Like, it was really I like a. The filmmakers. Uh-huh. Yeah, I shout out the filmmakers because it wasn't just you know friends with cameras. It, it was you know professionals who produced their own you know, their own art, you know, in that medium that were doing camera work for me. And and the reason why I make a big deal about it is because they're, they're, they're respected and they did that out of just pure friendship. And so I, I think it, it was captured. I have this kind of corny belief that the way a person looks in a picture is the way the person taking the picture sees them. And I think that at that moment, because they, you know, were doing it out of, friendship and love or whatever you want to say i think that's that's why it came across as as well as it did because they cared yeah and and you know what that really does just like you know like what you're saying like that to me that does make a big difference like when you have people that are like in harmony together to do that project it does like like it's almost like you feel the love that went into it just kind of like food you know how they say like it's made with love and shit yeah yeah, you know it's same thing i know we're getting I know we're getting corny, and, and your listeners may, may roll their eyes at it, but like I, I sincerely mean that, man, because it was it was uh, all of my friends and all my family, you know, that that came together for me. Because you know, I, I straight up thought I wasn't going to make it. I thought I was going to die. And so you know, the what the top item on my bucket list was to record a special the way that I wanted to record it. And who better than my best friend? Just Castro uh, to edit it and create it and color correct it the way that he knows that I would like it and did the uh, chainsaw intro with the sound effects and the you know uh, uh, camera flashes just like the intro was and I'm a big fan of clowns too and there's this uh, if if your listeners are from Texas and they go to the rodeo there's a really uh, I'd say infamous uh, like dunk dunk booth clown yeah uh that that travels around texas does shows and his voice is freaking 
creepy. And we found this recording of him, and we used that as the background uh, with the music. And it, it was just, yeah, it, he, he, he again also made it out of love, kind of like, it, it was his gift to me, you know, when I got sick. So, like, yeah, I, it, it's funny to say all this and how, like, special it was and is. And this was made in 2016. And so it was also a way for us to generate, you know, income since I was going to you know, be out of work. Similar to what's going on right now with the COVID-19 thing. Like, I, I couldn't perform for months. So it was a way for people to see my comedy, for me to generate a little bit of income and just do it independently, like re- real independent filmmaking. And so then fast forward to four years later, and here all of us are quarantined and I think I'm, I've made enough money off the thing, not very much, but as much as a person would make if they were to sign to like a label, Yeah. Um, you know, because you get a percentage of it. I got a hundred percent instead. Uh, I think now was the appropriate time to just like put the whole thing on YouTube and share it. And I'm not going to lie. It's also helping get my name out there too. But at the same time, I'm not going to ask people for money because why? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's yeah. funny because like, I feel the same way. Like just for example, I mean, just like my podcast now, like I know there's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of fucking podcasts out there. And you know, a lot of them, you know, you got to pay a subscription or you pay, I mean, yeah, maybe, I mean, yeah, maybe it's only 99 cents, but you know what? Like, for example, like this podcast is free. And this podcast, you can listen. I mean, my podcast is 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 across the board. Like it's Spotify, Apple, Google. I mean, wherever that's Stitcher. Great. Like it's 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 wherever the fuck. But you know, but that's you know, honestly, kind of like what you're saying. Like you just wanted people to see. And as a comic, that's like, I mean, for me, anyway, for people just to see you. That to me, that's the number one goal. I mean, of course. I mean, just to get. I mean whether it's a room of two people or 500, like you just, you know what I mean? Like you just want people to see what you got. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, 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 it's this paradox that like I would do a room of 500 people for free, but I'd want to get paid a lot of money to do uh, a show in front of two people. Cause it's hard. <laughs> no. Yeah, it and, is. And it is. There, there's no return of investment, but what ends up happening, you get paid a lot of money to do the shows that have a lot of people. And you don't get paid anything to do the shows that don't have any, so it's weird. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it, you know, it, it's it's it, it, it's funny because like a lot of people don't don't really understand like how you know like how difficult it is to be a stand up comic. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, obviously, if you're if you're not in the game or if you don't know someone intimately that's in you know in the stand up game, like people don't get like how difficult. You know what I mean? Like. Or oh, just, absolutely. I mean, or just how frustrating at times, like, it, it, it's just like, you know, I mean, of course, like, if you want to be an actor and shit like that, you know, of course, you just, you know, you go out to LA, you do your shit, you know, you hopefully somebody sees you. And, you know, that's kind of it. But like here, it's like, you well, gotta well, see, I, 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 sorry to interrupt you, but it, it's parallel, man. I think, I think say, saying that about actors is what people assume it's like for comedians as well, because there's, you know, actors in Texas, just like there's, there's comedians in Texas that are in films that are in, you know, uh, even the major ones that may not get the recognition that, you know, the, the big names get. So when people think stand up, they think, you know, Kevin Hart and all them, 
And then people think acting, they've been in Brad Pitt and all that. But then there's, you know, uh, uh, levels, and there are really, really good local actors. And so, you know, we all think that, yeah, you know, they're going to go to L.A. and try to make it. But, no, they're they're here, and they're working on projects that are done here. And, you know, like, for, I was just watching There Will Be Blood on uh, Netflix, and that was all shot in Marfa, Texas. And the actors they get aren't shipped from Hollywood. They're, you know... They have auditions in Texas, so yeah, it's it's the entertainment industry is is regionalized, and I think that you know Texas has a really big stake in it that doesn't get very much credit. Yeah, you know, and 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 like it is true that like you know you don't get for whatever reason like we just I, I don't know man like I, I don't know why maybe because it is Texas and it's not LA we just yeah. don't get that recognition you know but yeah, sure but you know I mean it's like. I don't know, man. I mean, I just think that there's a lot of good comics out there, like a lot of good comics out there that don't get any of the recognition that they should. Oh, absolutely, and 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 that goes with with every scene, every you know. And the 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 thing is, you know, people in the scene that are in their respective scenes, they want to move to these bigger markets so they can be seen by industry people, and that's completely understandable. But then there's guys like myself that have families, you know, and they, they have to keep roof, the roof over the, uh, their family's heads. So they'll stick around. They'll be a quote unquote big fish in a small pond and, you know, make an actual income from stand up. And that's why this quarantine has been so hard. Yeah. So like, so, so then like, are you, I mean, as a comic or just, I mean, just as a performer and entertainer, like, are you satisfied with, you know, staying here in Texas and not, I, I guess you can say, make that, that, like, that huge, huge leap and jump into, you know, this fame and all this stuff, like, is, is, is just performing here in Texas and just having a good time and doing what you want, is that, for you, is that satisfying or is it like, or is, is your, you know what I mean, like, or do you want to keep striving to get into that big game, to that big, you know, into the Man. big time? I'll tell you what, that, that's such a hard question. Uh, because there's there's many you know levels to it. Uh, I guess the broader answer is, of course, I would love uh, to move to LA, New York, Chicago, and make a name for myself. Uh, you know, it it would be wonderful. What would be a dream is for me to make a name for myself here at home. Yeah, that 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 would be awesome. And I I don't think. I'll ever be satisfied. I think that even the assumption of being satisfied doing comedy full time, like let's say I, you know, become a writer for a for a show or whatever, what have you, you know, there'll be the well, I'm not satisfied till I get my own show, and if I get my own show, then it's like well, I'm not satisfied till I'm a movie star, and I and I think it's chasing a dragon as far as satisfaction is concerned. But I'm content. I, I, I guess I know we're playing semantics here, but. You know, that whole, the reputation that I've built in Texas has enabled me to have a good reputation, um, not only with fellow comics, but with, like, businesses yeah. and promoters. Mm -hmm. So it's it's enabled me to do, you know, private shows or these one-off hosting gigs for events, which, you know, I'm not afraid or, you know, I have experience doing. So I've been able to make, you know, a decent uh, living 
you know, doing those sort of things. And so you have the type of comics that, you know, are, are really focused on their art form or really wanting to be, you know, the next name your, uh, you know, brash punk rock, you know, comedian, you know, insert name here, right? Doug yeah. Stanhope or whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, that aren't willing to host a, you know, a 5K or <laughs> do yeah. a corporate gig for a oil company, you know, whatever, where I I am. And so, like, it's, it's a balance, you know. If I'm doing my own stuff, I'm going to make it a little metal, a little horror, you know, a little Latino. And if I'm doing a corporate gig, best believe I'm going to put on a monkey suit and, you know, make fun of the CEO and get paid way more money than I would be if I was in a fucking chainsaw shirt and <laughs> with, with death gun point in the back. All right, there you go. Man, so, okay, so, well, I know our listeners are, I mean, going to be wondering because, I mean, we, I mean, you did mention it um, about you being diagnosed with, uh, with uh, cancer of the kidneys, correct? So, yes. so there, you know, we just kind of want to, I don't want to say put an end to that, but just kind of like, so where are you right now with that? Like, are you still battling? Is it better? Or, I mean, are we, you know, where are you at with yeah, that? Yeah. Well, you know, my doctor taught me, you know, when we began with all this, you know, I will always have cancer and it goes with all cancer patients. It's, it's in my blood. And the unfortunate thing with kidney cancer is not till recently was there any treatment for it like so i've never done chemo the only radiation i've ever done is uh, uh when i had brain surgery and i'll get to that in a second I jesus fucking be, christ yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah i know I, it, it always gets that reaction um but the way kidney cancer uh i guess works uh com- compared to other cancers is that it doesn't respond to chemotherapy okay um and so i'm lucky in that regard that you know there's people and friends that I've made that, you know, are suffering from it, that their immune systems are crushed and they're weak and it, and it sucks. You know, I had uh, a tumor in my kidney that metastasized to my lungs uh, right before the special was filmed. So the only thing you can do with the uh, with kidney cancer spreads is have surgeries to remove the tumors. So I've had five surgeries since 2016. Jeez. And so um, they're, they're moving a kidney, waited about two weeks and uh, for my right kidney. And then they removed the middle lobe of my lung two weeks later. And then uh, healed after about six weeks, thought everything was hunky-dory. My comedy career, I, I was actually like kind of making a name. I was starting to do New Mexico and Arizona. I was starting to kind of hit more of the southwest region before I got diagnosed. Um, so then once I, you know, got better from those two surgeries, I was lucky enough to like kind of jump right back in and I did a few shows in Arizona and stuff, um, with Paul Rodriguez and, and, uh, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. That's fucking amazing, man. That's so cool. Then in November, uh, election, uh, uh, night, I just blacked out, um, and I woke up with an ambulance in my house and, uh, they did a scan and they found out a tumor in my brain. So then I had to have what's called gamma knife radiation surgery, which is a, a, a literal laser uh, that, you know, basically zaps the tumor. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that's not how a doctor yeah. would describe it, but that's basically what happened. And 
yeah I, at first it, I didn't feel anything and then I started to have seizures like all the time for months and that lasted uh, from November to mid-February 2017 and then around March April because I was checking out you know what I mean I was you know writing wills and you know recording videos of me and my daughter dancing to play at her wedding and shit like that like it was, it was you know I was preparing and one month passed another month passed and then I was just kind of like well I'm still here <laughs> yeah so no shit right <laughs> so then you know life got pretty close to normal with just the goal is to hit five years so I went it was 2017 I went almost three years clear where every scan was okay every scan was was fine and in this past uh, September of 2019 they found another another tumor in my left kidney so then I had to have a partial uh, kidney removal and the reason why it was partial instead of just taking the whole thing out is because I didn't have another one so they told me right before surgery they're like so uh, if everything goes well you'll have full function of your kidney and if it doesn't you won't have any kidneys and you'll have to be on dialysis uh, so it's like oh shit and yeah. so it was just like well we'll find out when I wake up so I woke up and just uh, uh, surgery was successful and that was you know four or five months ago I have some you know residual issues that are happening now that I won't get into but it's nothing um, nothing too bad like I'm not having to go through treatments so not having to go through dialysis so even with all everything that I just said I'm, I'm really lucky and and, uh, and if anything satisfied with you know my quality of life that I have now that's good man well you know I'm glad and I'm sure you know everyone else out there is glad that you're doing better man that's good yeah I'm sure some people aren't but <laughs> <laughs> right oh that motherfucker you know especially probably somebody that you know Probably he was like, you know what? He's using that Texas Chainsaw intro, and then now they can't use it. So they're like, you know, fuck that guy. No, but uh, I've always, I, I felt bad for people that donated to the GoFundMe that I had. Kind of like, sorry, I'm still here, guys. <laughs> Psych. I know, I know that was probably going to the funeral, but my bad. <laughs> oh shit, man! But like, I mean, again, man, sincerely, man, we're you know, I'm, I'm sure you know most people are glad that you're doing better. Um, yeah, thank you. Man. Thank so. So uh, before I let you go, um, we're going to run through a very small gauntlet of questions. Uh, so, all right. So first and foremost, do you find it more difficult to write clean comedy versus, I guess what you would say, you know, of course, we know we call it blue, but, you know, to write dirty comedy? Mm -hmm. um, yes. Yes, it is. Uh, that's when I, when I give... Uh, People ask for my rates. I always charge more for uh, clean comedy because the dirty comedy it's easy laughs. It's dick and fart jokes are easy. Everyone likes them. But if you're you know performing at a business or a church or a festival where there's children, like it's uh, way more difficult to do clean. Now there's levels of clean, right? There's TV clean. There's you know. Um, corporate clean and then there's church clean and the cleanest of all that is corporate clean like you you there's so many guidelines and like hrs that you have to deal with that you know it, it's those are rough um and then when there's you know kids around you just have you know sometimes you're gonna close your ears kids and you, you know, say some off-color remark and then tv clean is just you know 
not being you know ridiculously vulgar, but you can still talk about sex and stuff like that. So yes, working clean is definitely harder. Oh, when dude. You, I mean, look, look. I'm gonna tell you a little quick story, real quick. So I got hi- <laughs> I got hired to do a corporate gig. Yeah. And they. They reached out to me. They said they saw my stuff online. They said they loved it and they want me to come out. I was, it's great. Yeah, it was, it was great. I'm like, this is awesome. And I, I get there and, you know, they cut me a check and I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, this is great, yeah. man. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. Dude, literally, and I'm talking literally, maybe, it's probably less than two minutes before I go on stage, the... Uh, the the lady that was kind of in charge of everything, she comes up and she goes, she goes, you have a clean set, right? <laughs> and I looked at her like she, I was like, what? I'm like, I, because look, man, I, I don't look down on clean comics. I think they're fucking fantastic because they can oh, do, because you know, like they can do something that I can't. Well, the, the art, Comedy is for people to not realize you're a clean comedy. You know, it, it's it's oh man, dude. And like I've tried to write clean, and there's just no fucking way. There well, is. I have tips for you. I have I have a thousand tips for you. Oh my god, man! I <laughs> I, I am dude. Like I'm talking like I, I like I remember I spent on just writing the joke, just 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 writing it. One joke I spent over a month. <laughs> And I, you know, because look, every time I go on stage, I look, I'm just who I am. There's a lot of comics that go out there and they, you know, they kind of put on a persona. Yeah. persona. yeah. yeah. No, I am, I am myself 100 per fucking cent. And I am the, I, I like, I, it, it's okay. This is like, this is what it is. Every time I've done a show for somebody like, like Irma or, you know, or whoever, they before they bring me on, they always warn the crowd. <laughs> they always warn them and say, "Hey, look, this <laughs> coming out." He's as a matter of fact, I did the. Um, uh, it was for uh, Texas Public Radio. It was the storytelling. Oh yeah, the simply speaking. Area. Yeah, so I did that, and without me even asking the guy who was bringing the people up, he went up there and just on his own was like, "Listen, if you guys are offended by anything." <laughs> bad language or whatever the deal is you need to get up now <laughs> and That's so funny. and so but but yeah man it is so so then i went to this corporate gig and i was like uh no i don't have a, a, a so but i just went out there and i did my set and you know what it was it went fucking great of course it's, it, it's the it's the middlemen that are just worried that are they panic because they don't know how the owners and the employees are going to handle it and nine times out of ten, they love it. Mm-hmm. Just, you know. Yeah, you know, and then when I got off stage, that lady came up to me and she goes, um, just lose our contact information. She's like, we're what? not. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, lose our contact information. She's like, we will not be calling you. And I'm like, oh. Holy shit. Oh, dude, it was great, dude. It was fucking great. I never was, had that. Oh, dude, I did. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, dude, I'm up there talking about, like, fat girls with, like, shaved pussies. And it is is fucking (laughs) out of control, dude. It is out of control. But (laughs) because, okay, so so I had this joke that has actually progressed over the years. And it was about how, and and, and this is a true story, that I had dated this girl (laughs) 
who was a really, really big girl. Like she was, she was huge. And she, she told me she wanted to shave her downstairs, but she missed a lot of it because she was so big. And so, and so like the joke was like, she left a patch at the bottom that looked like a Hitler mustache. And, and so, you know, I was talking, you know, I'm there talking about shaved pussies and you know, blah, 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 that is that. And the crowd loved it. But when I got off, she was like, yeah, you need to lose our contact information. This is no, this, this is not happening. Even, yeah, even if you, it, it makes it dirtier when you try to clean the joke like that up. Because, I mean, the fact is, is you're talking about, uh, you know, pubic hair and Hitler. Yeah. Uh, and uh, obese women. Like, it's, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's. Every, every, Every point of that joke is, is offensive to a corporate person. Oh, it's great. I love it. I don't know. There's, there's, things, there's things that, I don't know. I, if we were talking on the phone on the podcast, there's there's ways to go about it uh, that I would suggest. Like you say grooming instead. You talk about yourself instead of a fat girl. And you don't say Hitler. You say a dictator. And boom. Yeah. See, <laughs> yeah, see all that right there? Boom. Over my fucking head. That, that like, like, like that does not even... Like that, like that vocabulary doesn't even fucking occur to me, dude. Like it doesn't like, it's so crazy. All right. Next question, man. Who, who, who do you think is the newest, or I would say a new comic that you've seen that people need to watch out for? Like, who do you think is, is going to be up and coming? That's a new comic. Uh, Christopher Breckel. Uh, I've been, uh, you know, promoting him for, uh, you know, quite some time. Um, I, I, Tori Poole is uh, another one uh, that that I absolutely love, um, but uh, Chris has, has been someone that I've been recently pushing because Tori has developed a, a following and stuff like that. So uh, I will men- definitely mention her because she's wonderful. Uh, but uh, Christopher Breckel, you know, he's he's an example to me of, of uh, a great writer. Uh, he has a great balance of, uh, of you know using written material. Uh, speaking to the moment and doing crowd work, you know, at least reactive crowd work. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's super, super funny. And to that earlier point, like, I've seen him turn a joke filthy and then do the same joke and do it in a clean way with just, you know, innuendos and different mannerisms and stuff. And so Chris Breckel's really great. And Tori's amazing her perspectives are so unique uh her outlook is something that's needed there you know and um uh tori pool is uh definitely one of my favorites so i would say chris breckle and tori pool badass awesome so who is your local favorite comedian right now oh i'm sorry that's what i meant <laughs> same same answer same answer cool cool so <laughs> oh no 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 that, that's cool man so like yeah you know, i was just trying to see like who do you think's up and coming and then who's your favorite like local right now with, with, with oh okay i sorry i took it as local but up and coming do you, do you mean like nationally i mean it don't fucking matter dude the, the, you know what look, larry look, look. like who, who do i think's gonna blow up majorly sure fuck it who uh, yeah 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 uh raul sanchez so raul sanchez was is from san antonio he's somebody that i think should have his own fucking float Fiesta. Um, you know, I was talking kind of like currently, so I'll move Breckel and Tori to the second uh, question. But the, uh, the first question is Will Sanchez. He's moved uh, to New York since he's, you know, been featured on Epics, and um, he was uh, 
featured entertainer at the Hawk Comedy Festival that I was lucky to be a part of recently. And yeah, man, he's a, a fucking a vet. He's, you know, born in Mexico, you know, um, from San Antonio. Uh, his uh, uh, background is everything that San Antonio claims to be a part of, of, you know, proud of. His material isn't, you know, uh, tacos and, and, you know, bean and fart jokes, but at the same time, it's still his life. Uh, he, his perspectives are unique. His, his uh, delivery is, you know, pretty uh, monotone, which makes it even funnier. And, uh, yeah, man, Robo Sanchez is, is definitely somebody that I think deserves all of the uh, accolades and fame that we're all shooting for. And he's really focused on it, too, man. Like, he, he's taking risks that uh, a lot of us should be taking, so... Right on, right on. Raul Sanchez. Raul Sanchez. Who's the, who's the, who's the comic that really inspired you, or if if there was one, like like so, so like so like for example like like for me, when I saw Sam Kinison, mm, I said, funny you say that, yeah, yeah, I, I said, fuck it, I need to do this. <laughs> I want to do this. You know what I mean? So when I when I get interviewed, I, I, I get that question. You know, I, I always kind of, you know daily, like if I'm daydreaming or driving, think about how to an- answer that. Uh, but the answer I like to give now is HBO. HBO was, was a big inspiration for me growing up. You know, I didn't have parents that you know, really censored me uh, as far as what I was allowed to see. So I would, I would watch the Rodney Dangerfield's Young Comedian special. There was Sam Kinison. There was Bill Hicks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, huge inspirations to me. Um, and then you would see half hour comedy hours, you know, from Pat Oswald, you know, Dave, uh, Dave Chappelle, uh, Kathleen Madigan, and Sarah Silverman. And I was also a big fan of uh, Mr. Show with Bob and David. That's how I got involved in sketch comedy first, you know, and that's where Brian Hussein came from, you know. Uh, uh, there was a, a lot that HBO featured that inspired me. And if you notice the, uh, the special, you know, you hear me screaming and that comes from Sam Kennison. Yep. You, you know, people, uh, Louis C.K. was a big inspiration to me. I know it's kind of taboo to say that shit, but <laughs> I'm staring at, a, at an autograph that he gave me when I was 16 years old. That's fucking in cool. In my office right now. And, uh, yeah, you know, what he, what he did was fucking awful, but it doesn't mean that he changed his comedy. Yeah. Uh, he, he was a big inspiration of mine. And, uh, and yeah, so there, there's so many. Right now, I'm a huge fan of Tom Segura. Yeah. And so anything that Tom Segura does, I'm just like right on. And I'm super stoked that he's doing a, you know, a whole new special and podcast in Spanish. Yeah. I don't speak Spanish, but, you know, I'm really proud that that exists. Yeah. It's, it, it's really cool. It's fucking awesome. I went to go see Tom Segura in Austin when he filmed his special. Yeah. Dude, that was that was amazing. But I will tell you this much: last year, I went to go see Joey Diaz when he was at the Aztec. Yeah, right on. Dude, when I saw Joey Diaz, yeah. I wanted to. The fu- way you describe yourself, yeah, it sounds like you're a big Joey Diaz. <laughs> but but look, I, I will tell you this: when I saw Joey, I wanted to fucking quit. <laughs> <laughs> like it, he, I, I, I have, I have not seen a comic that was. That like it, it was it, it was so weird. It was almost like 
like it was ad lib, but yet it was re- it was rehearsed and tightened and. I was about to say that the the, the true the true masters of this craft make it seem like it's just off the top of their head when it's not. I know, man. It, it was like I was like, "Fuck it, I'm done." I was just like, like, I'm done. I've told my last joke. I don't give a shit. No, but man, but, but dude, yeah, but it, it was fucking great. Oh, man. But uh, you know what, Larry? Again, dude, I want to thank you, man, so much for taking the time out to be on this podcast. Um, Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man. It's, 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 it's a real privilege, again, I mean, to for, for someone like me to talk to someone like you that's been in the game, that's done what a lot of us want to do is film a special, you know, to actually be a working comic. You know, so far, I mean, it's 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 really awesome, man. I and again, I really do appreciate the time, bro. Well, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you watching my special. I appreciate your critique, and and thanks for you know uh, giving me another uh, platform uh, so people can find out who I am. I appreciate it, Bobby. Man, no problem, man. All right, Larry. Well, you take care, brother. Uh, you too, man. All right, later. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Larry Garza we had on the phone talking about his special. Man, you know, if you're, you know, a starting comic out there, you're just starting, don't give up, guys. Keep pushing it. You know what I mean? Like, just keep going out there. Keep hitting those open mics. Talk to people. You got to network. I mean, don't trust these motherfuckers, but you need to go out there and network. You know, you need to talk to people. Get to know some of these motherfuckers. Get, you know, get on some showcases Keep hitting those open mics, man. You know, keep doing what you're doing. And you know what? That applies to just anything and everything, man. It doesn't have to be just stand-up comedy. It could be whatever. Just keep on pushing, man. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to get there sooner or later. Um, Especially if you don't give up, man. If you don't give up and you just keep that persistence. You know what I'm saying? But definitely give any of these local comics, you get a chance to get out there, talk to them, go see them. You know what I mean? Watch and perform. Keep supporting your local comedy. And, and not just here in San Antonio, but anywhere you fucking live. Keep supporting your local comedy scene. These people, you know, a lot of them do this for income. A lot of people, you know, a lot of these comics are out there and, and this is their bread and butter. So go out there. Keep supporting local comedy. Keep supporting people out there trying to make it, man. It is, you know, it's, it, it is crucial. It is crucial. Um, but again, guys, and I'm going to say for the 10 billionth time, you can catch Larry Garza special on YouTube. Um, it's Big Mama God and the Hazel Eyed Monster. And you can see that. Again, it's free. Fucking fantastic. We love that shit. And guys, just keep on pushing. Keep on trucking out there. I love all my fucking listeners. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Bobby Mac Jumbo XL podcast. Also, don't forget, you need to get that pussy wax, get your hair done, head on down to Hair Studio 151, located on Petrenko Road and Highway 151. Thank you guys so much. I love y'all. Peace. I'm gonna set your place on fire. Let's get higher.